Start it up then. Hey, you remember the World Series in 94? Good, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either because I never had one. What? Oh. Yeah, don't you remember the year 1994? I do remember the year 1994. I do too. Huge pop culture year. Good welcome. Good welcome. To the Bo Chewy Podcast Show. I'm one of your hosts, Chuck. And to my right is... Chewy. And to his right is... Confused Bob? Hey, Bob, how's it going? Uh, it's that's okay. 1994, huh? 1994 is, it, is the year of the pop culture beast. Has that been on your mind a little bit? It has. Like it has. There's so many stuff. So many great movies. We'll get into that in another I don't podcast. Talk about movies. Um, I'm tired of talking about movies. Let's talk about something else. Baseball didn't have a World Series. They went on strike in August of that year. Does that count? Did that count towards the Cubs' 108 year yeah, thing? Yeah, it, it did. still counted. It did. That, there wasn't a World Series though. There wasn't though, but it's still a baseball season. Okay, whatever. Um, whatever. What else happened? Oh, we had the OJ. Oh, fleeing incident. I like in the just, van. Just leave it as the OJ. The OJ. The juice was loose. We had the juices loose. Um, hey, Michael, mainly Michael Jackson married Lisa Marie Presley. He did. Hey, people said it wouldn't last. Didn't. I did. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it worked out pretty good for one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're here to talk about the music of 1994. The we're into music. Music. Fuck. Because we haven't done a music episode in a while, and. Uh, Oh, 1994 dear. is full it is, of classic albums, and these are our top albums of 1994. Of 1994. Wait, they're ours or the top? Oh, it's the. This is a definitive list. Okay. Always. Right. I was just making sure. As always with the Bo Chewy Podcast Show, these lists are definitive. These are the only albums that existed that were the best. And you can't argue with it. And no one can argue with it. Well, you can, but we don't give a shit. Yeah, my wife will troll the shit out of <laughs> Huey and Kevin. So anyway, I want to start off with my list. And the oh, band. fine. You go first. I'm going to. Fine. Gonna. fine. Uh, that's cool. I don't care. This was no, the I'm, summer cool. of 1994. Care. The summer of love. No, actually it was in September. Oh. And the introduction to this band most of us received was from a famous cartoon television show at the time. What the hell is this crap? <laughs> <laughs> Mine has more bumps. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about Ween. This is uh, Push the Daisies. Push the Little Daisies. Hey, Beavis. This guy sounds like you. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this this was obviously during the, uh, the Beavis and Butthead music this video. This is when it was live. This, this is the first time I ever seen yeah, this these the guys. Yes. Ever. Yes. This, song. this like was like one of their only... Pop videos to ever make it to the airwaves, basically. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what Ween's like, though? Ween is like that band that you can't define them. You okay, you right. want to define? You want to put Ween in a genre? Ween, that's their genre. <laughs> Ween. Yeah. The album I want to talk about is called Chocolate and Cheese. What drew me into this album first off is the cover. You see some good underboobage going on. There's underboobage. Underboobage, and it's got a good uh, picture of Bugnish. <laughs> is that Bugnish is Ween's mascot. Bugnish. That's his name. I'm not, I'm not joking. Okay. okay. Um, I did not know this. <laughs> this is what album. This is the album that got me into Ween. I had a friend in college who's like, "Hey, check this out." I liked it. Um, from the beginning to the end, it is everything that makes Ween Ween. Starting with this song called uh, 
This is this is uh, closer to the heart for me. Spinal meningitis got me down. <laughs> Good track. It's creepy, but it's good. I'm serious. There was a whole fr- fucking summer, Bob. Me and you sat in my kitchen and just blasted Ween all day. I remember. <laughs> That's all we did. You were like the only one that was really into Ween with me. Yeah, dude. I dig Ween. <laughs> Here we go. Spinal meningitis got you down. I was seriously playing Ween the other day for the kid I was training. Okay. And I played, I played the first song I played was, was a, was a song that's on this album. You'll probably play it soon. And then I played Gabrielle. That's a good song. Uh, and then I played oh was it, I don't remember what the other song was. Oh shoot! Oh, it was Bananas and Blow. Oh okay. And and so I was like, do you hear any similarity between any one of these songs? He's just like, no. I go, that's Ween. <laughs> you should have played him a uh, song off their country album. I told him about the country album with Piss Up a Rope. The next song is uh, this one that uh, you were thinking you were talking about. Yeah, it's this one. Love this song. It is so mean. It is. But it's a good song. What's the name of that? You'll hear it in the chorus. Oh, yeah. That's taking a while to get to that chorus, so I'm yeah, gonna say this. Uh, wait. No, wait, oh, wait, here we go. Baby, baby, bitch. <laughs> baby, bitch. That's a classic Ween song. It's a very good one. Didn't so sound anything like the spinal meningitis one, though, did it? <laughs> uh, it didn't sound anything like pushing the d- little daisies either. No. Question no. for you, man. Yes. So, just like you, just like me, you first heard of these guys watching Beavis and Butthead, uh-huh. right? On yeah. That, when they're making fun of it, right? Yeah. So, did you discover this album then, or no. was it not till college that you really discovered? It this wasn't until my roommate we were like in college, thirteen years old, when this came out. Yeah, right? I would. I didn't discover Ween. Listen okay. to the music until I was in college. My buddy, my roommate, like, which is interesting this. because they they developed this huge like fan cult following. Yeah. Right. And I think it's mostly. Guys of our age, our generation, that that developed the cult following, but they've been around since like the eighties. Ween's been around since the late eighties. They have been, mm-hmm. yes. But I, I think this, I think to your to your point that 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 song that was on the Beavis and Butthead uh, sure. run was like the only one people really knew. And Push the Little Daisies is really annoying. Yeah, it's a re- it, yeah, it's, it's noxious, really yeah. annoying. It's annoying on purpose. Yeah, like everything this band does is on purpose. Yes, and they're the thing is they're super talented, the, mega talented, mega talented. Which leads me to the next song I want to show off this album. It is called Voodoo Lady. Oh, I love this song. Oh yeah, I, I like this song too. Just makes you want to dance. Can you just imagine a bunch of uh, 90s hippie chicks like tripping on MDMA just dancing around <laughs> this song? Yes, man. I can. I'll explain it momentarily. This song kicks ass. I love this song. Yeah. It's just a fun, happy song. But the, the thing is, though, 
all these songs are on the same album, and it's hard to tell them apart. Like, tell them yeah. the, the band. It's the same band doing it, but I saw these guys in concert, and I think it was 06 or 07. They broke up in 2004 or 2014. Okay, so not too long ago. They they still tour once in a while, but I uh, I saw them at the Aragon Ballroom. It was awesome. I could spit. That's how close I was and hit them. Damn. It was a great show. I mean, this is some really bizarre stuff, even for the 90s, bro. Yeah. That's yeah. a huge discography to, like, go and, like, that whole catalog of songs, like, to go see them. Like, you don't know what you're going to get because no. they've been around for so no. long. No. If you want, you can buy the album. I think the show I was at, it's called, like, Live in Chicago. Oh, that's cool. I think it was at the Aragon or maybe it's a different, like, the Vic Theater or something. But, yeah. You know what I thought was really neat was even, uh, they have a song, Ocean Man. That song, uh, the SpongeBob, SpongeBob soundtrack. soundtrack. Right. Yep. I mean, that's yeah. that's the the range that they go. Like, they have the that crazy. song on uh, the South Park Farm Aid Chef the Chef Aid Which the one? Chef Aid album. It's uh, uh, oh man, it's Sorry, the, I mean it's the song. The it's the song about uh, the equality and gays and oh, <laughs> okay, the gays. <laughs> the, the it's gays. the the. <laughs> Damn it. I didn't want to say the gays. I didn't want to put you on the spot. <laughs> I didn't mean to say the gays. Well, why did you say it? <laughs> you could have literally I'm said I'm leaving that anything. in. That's not bad. <laughs> you could have literally said about, like, you know, uh, equality and coffee beans. But instead uh, you said gays. Uh, well, it's because that's the song so it's about, man. <laughs> Everybody's looking it up. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> homo rainbow. The homo <laughs> rainbow. <laughs> Many colors in the homo rainbow. Oh, that song's awesome. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's oh, Ween. Oh, man. Yeah, and Ween's that is great. Ween. They got Ween's weird. great. I love Ween. Uh, I can't say enough about him, but if you get a chance to ever go catch him on tour, since they, they do sporadic now, do it. You know what? I have to, I have to say, can I make a comment? Yeah, please. Here, no. Here's what I would say. I think that's a really genius pick. Turn and he, and here's why. Because nobody knows about him. Yes, because this is, this is that is like Quincy quintessential 90s shit that went down in that time frame where like the whole reason why 94 was so big was because it was so experimental in, when it terms to music and, and a bunch of genres just started developing the grunge really hit you know and 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 this depression self-loathing rock hit but then you have ween over here who is whatever they who want isn't sub subscribing to any of that and they're just kind of like doing this bizarre weird shit and it stood the test of time and it's been around and people still listen to it people still follow them it, that's really cool. The, the weird thing with Ween is the, it's not all weird. Like no, it's, it's not, not all weird. weird. It's 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 some of it's crazy. It's music, but <laughs> but some of it's just like if you played like Gabrielle, like if you played that song, uh, I, I mean, it sounds it's like a rock song. It's well, that badass. that same album has a song called "Big Fat Fuck." Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah that's right. It's, it's like the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. They do. It's just all. <laughs> it's just they're gonna do what they want to yeah, do. Exactly. Yeah. And they they jack around and the the musically though they they can do anything. anything. Dude, they were impressive in concert. Impressive. That guitarist, I forget his name, but he was just jamming, jamming. I wish I could go see Is him it again. just the two? How many people are in the band? Just two guys. It's, it's just the two guys. guys. Yeah. 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 And they, do they have like a drummer and stuff yeah. that comes on? For, yeah. Yeah. It's just the two guys, though. So if you ever get a chance to listen to Ween, guys, listen listen yeah, to them. Do so. Yeah. Listeners, the people out there, boat chewers, whatever we call you guys. I need to get back into Ween. Listen to Ween. Hard, I, Chocolate and Cheese is a great album. Every song that you just played, I'm just like, oh, yeah. There's more on that album that I didn't play. We li must have listened to that 15 times and gotten yeah. drunk. Yeah. All right. So All right, uh, good, good pull. that was a great one. Yeah. Right? Wow. I have another band that starts with W. How about that? How about yeah. that? Can you think of any more? Uh, 
The who? 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 What? That's no, who? Warren, uh, Warren, G. Warren G. He came out in 94. Yeah, that was a 94 album. Warren Zivon? No, what's that guy's Warren name? Warren Zivon. Yeah. That, yeah. Werewolf yeah. of London? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, how about Weezer? Weezer. Oh, you guys remember Weezer? You know who made Are their debut album in 94? No, no. Weezer. They don't do that. That was their Weezer debut was album. Weezer was in 94. They call it the Blue Album. Weezer okay. just put out. An album of cover songs. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I was well, teased. they just got it's big right. again because of the the Toto yeah. cover, right? Yeah, we talked about the Toto. This cover. is their best album, in my opinion, the Blue Album. The Blue Album is a great album, and uh, and you were Huey, you were just saying about how like grunge music and stuff was really starting to pick up steam uh, in '94. I mean, uh, Nirvana had come out, kind of broke it out in '91. Um, Pearl Jam again, uh, Soundgarden, those bands were all around, and then you have this Weezer sound yep. that comes out. And I mean, I know they had uh, "Undone the Sweater" song was their first single, but um, to me, man, the the first song that really hit me was this. <laughs> it's a good song. My name is Jonas. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> this was one of my favorite songs to play in Guitar Hero. This song was great. Is great, and it's just like uh, it's happy geek rock. It really is. Yes. Um, next to this me. song is awesome. Oh, I love my so name is Jonas, sweet. and you can kind of tell. Uh, I mean, it starts the album off. This is the very first track on the album. I mean, it gets you right into the whole spirit of this album because this whole album is like, it's just it's fun. Great. It's fun. You can put it on. If you were having a party, you could put Weezer on, and everybody would yeah. just find time to jam out. Like it, it's, I got to interject really to fun. that. So this is one of those albums that, to me, is the spirit of what we're talking about today mm-hmm. when, when it comes to the '94 thing, because this is still the era where you can put, like you said, there was a, there was a bunch of uh, songs from albums on my picks. I don't even remember the names of them because you you said it earlier before we started the show. You would yeah. just pop in the CD yeah. and go all the way. I would go yeah. all the way through. Stop. And most of the time, you had the little booklet out. And you're flumming through the little booklet, looking at pictures See, and you. stuff. That maybe, yeah, me, that's me. Me, I, I was, would, uh, I would stick the CD case on the shelf and never look at it again, and like just let the album. Play. I would thumb through I, the I, booklet. But that's my point. Yeah. Like, like you're you're listening to the album. Yeah, you're not listening to a song. You're no. listening to the album, and this is one of those albums that when it starts you out, it like starts you out and sucks you in, man. Like you're in now, yeah. you know, and you listen to it all the way. Yeah, absolutely. I was uh, yeah. You're going in after. It wasn't like, a track skipper. No, no. And then the next song that plays. I mean, on this album, everybody knows this. They kind of hit it big with this. song. They did. Well, this yeah with this. The song, video really blew me away. It was it was like edgy. This song pulls at my heartstrings. Oh yeah. This was actually their second single. Is it the second one? All right. Spike Jones started doing their videos. I thought the the, 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 the chick did this one. Um, it's the continuous shot around the apartment, right? It's not continuous. Well, not not continuous, continuous, but... This is saying it, so... Yeah, yeah. It's in no, an apartment. I, I haven't said the name of it yet. It is. I watched it last night. So did I. It's not great. last night, but I watched it the other day. Say There's that so. cool song or that cool moment in the video where like the camera just drops when they start jamming. Yeah, I love that. Or is it, yeah, the that's, first that's time, what I like. The first yeah, time exactly. they break it. They, yeah, like, they go really jamming on that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This song actually just this song was also fun in rock band. Yeah, I think everybody knows the words to this song. 
I mean, who doesn't love stating so? If anything, like, you get tired of hearing it and then, like, uh, wait 20 minutes and hear it again. Like, you're fine. This is uh, directed by Sophie Mueller. Okay, Sophie Mueller did yeah. that. Spike Jones did another one. Uh, he did his pre the previous two Weezer videos. Yeah, the previous two. So yep. he did an Undone the Sweater song. And hang on. Actually, it's the second time they go into it that it goes to. Did he do uh, Buddy Holly? Okay. That uh, Sadie So was like my top one of my top five songs of all time. That's a great song. Yeah, I love it. Not all. Yeah. It was really good. Can I say um, this album was produced by the Cars frontman? Yep, I had that written. Oh, down. I didn't know that. Reached number sixteen on the Billboard Top yeah. Two Hundred, going triple platinum. And then they followed up with that Stinkerton. I'm sorry, Pinkerton. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, in '03, Rolling Stone uh, put it in their top five hundred albums of all time. It was ranked 297. Okay. So Weezer This was. thing had to go nuts from sales, though. Uh, it did. It, from it, a platinum it, standpoint. Um, it sold, by by 2009, it had sold 3.3 million copies in the U.S., which isn't a crazy amount, but, I mean, this is a 94, and yeah. then everything. Oh, this is my favorite part. Crank it up, Matt. I love the cars, too, by the way. I love the I didn't know that fact until I looked this up that he produced it. Yep. That's pretty cool. Why don't you give me a... What else did I, else did I have you get to? Just play the next there one. There we go. Everybody who saw this video, it was kind of funny. Rivers Cuomo had a story. Like, they had not hit it big yet at all. And they were playing all these same songs in clubs and everything, and they hadn't hit it. Had it really hit it big, even after the sweater song. It, they kind of got a following, and then they had the video for Buddy Holly. Yes, that got huge. And that video is still fucking awesome. It is. Holy it is shit. Awesome. And it doesn't look that bad either. No. Like the, the, the fonds, special effects man. that they use and everything. <laughs> Try how, the fish. How was the fish? <laughs> it wasn't good, Al. Like, it was so good. Uh, not the fish, but the video. Yeah. Uh, and Spike Jones did this one, and after this, they kind of, Rivers Cuomo was just kind of like, yeah, hey, we've been playing the same songs, and all of a sudden, it was just like, pop, people got it. Like, that's a Weezer. But this is the era where the music video, like, really was starting to dominate. Yeah. Yo, and, you know yeah. what I mean? If you can get, you got a video. We're going to talk more about interesting that Interesting where it's going to pop yeah. up. But, uh, I mean, say what you want about Weezer now. I don't know. I, don't, I kind of lost track of they them. They still jam. Pretty much after the Green album. They're still all right, but, but uh, like, it's they sound the same as they used to, and it's like, I don't know if that's good or a bad no, thing. No, I, I, for me, for me, like, the, this album... And, and some of their stuff after that was very much still, like, authentic. Now it seems way more pop. There was that album, Green Album, yeah, but like that, that I owned uh, on Ash the Sun, Pipe. right? Yeah. Ash Pipe. That's yep. a great album. That's oh, one of my yeah. favorites. They did uh, the one with Pork and Beans on it. I forget the name of that album. I think it was a Red Album. Pork and Beans. Is that was a good song, Beverly too. Beverly Hills on it? I think so. Yeah. See, like, they hit, they're hit or miss every other album. I like that song. There's that, yeah, one, there's that one album, Hurley, I think it's called. Don't know. But the, the, the big fat bang, dude from... Bang, uh, knock on the door. Oh, well, this is actually the video version. It's like college rock, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Weezer, man. That was that Weezer's a good album, man. 1994. Played all the way through. It's awesome. In yeah, the Garage is. is another good track. In the Garage. What's the uh, No One Else? I, I want a safe. girl. Who will I fall See, like I don't really know the names of the songs. I, I just, had to look them up because I just play, I just play them. Yeah. Yep. Once you start, that's that's a sign of a good album, though. Totally. 
when I remember where I was when this when this album hit. The album didn't hit actually till I think it was May, but the music video for one of their their first re- uh, singles released in January, and I was homesick. And I remember sitting there watching TV, watching MTV all day, and uh, this video came on. And this video is actually cited as probably one of the top music videos ever made. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always on a number one, Agreed, or man. at least in the top five list. Another Spike Jones. Another Spike Jones, absolutely, and probably one of the most fun anthems you can possibly jam with. So go ahead and give me some of this. Oh yeah, man! I know this song. This is intergalactic. Intergalactic, correct? For the children. <laughs> For the children. <laughs> For the children. <laughs> so what? You what? This isn't that song? Nah. Oh. No. So this. I've never heard this. Sabotage came out in January of '94. The album re- was released in May. What album? Uh, Ill Communications. Ill Communications as an album went like four times platinum. Okay. Sold a butt ton of records. This is kind of the Beastie Boys. A uh, little bit on the growing up side. So they kind of get away from a lot of the sampling that they did with Paul's Boutique and Check Your Head. And they started getting into more instrumental. And this is this is, uh, like a little uh, throwback to their uh, punk days. Uh, one of their, their, their uh, the, the, that's how they started in, in the whole punk genre. Um, interestingly enough, the reason why they came up with Sabotage is because they were at, uh, what's his name? River Phoenix's funeral. Um that's the one who died, right, of heroin? Yeah. Is that when Ad-Rock got arrested? <laughs> yeah, Ad-Rock. No, Ad-Rock was at his funeral, and the paparazzi were there being dicks, and he, like, punched somebody. Yeah. And he went straight to Mario C's house, Mario Caldedo Jr., and he recorded this, like, because he was just mad. Yeah. Right? And it was over a guitar track that um, Adam Yout had already, already wrote, and it's just been sitting around for years. So then they came out with a song, and this is the first uh, single that they released, and it's just spawned an obsession with this music video and then the album actually did very very well this is considered one of the usually the uh you know top albums of the 90s that, that, that came out in, in certainly was of 1994 yeah i mean <laughs> it is can i say something the yeah. cover i always thought it was jake El- jake blues on the cover really it looks like you know, jake you know blues. what it's from what is it? It's actually a photographer that had a bunch of unused pictures from the 1960s of just some random guy to drive in getting pissed. No and shit. And they were looking through his album, and and they were like, oh, and it's never been published. This, these photos were never published. So they sent him the soundtrack to this, uh, this, this photographer. They sent him the soundtrack, and the guy was like old school, like, I don't know what this crap is, but yeah, you can use my pictures. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah. a cool picture. Yeah, it's really cool. So... Um, Again, I think this album is representative of their kind of transition to more. They he like they, they make apologies for their youth bullshit. Oh yeah, a lot through this album. Like the, the disrespecting women has got to be through by MCA and Sure Shot, right? Yep. So they they and they, they started getting uh, especially MCA. He really started getting into like Buddhism and peace, and they started protesting a little bit against like you know uh, defense spending, um, sexism. You know, and different le- uh, different issues that were affecting the '90s a lot. You know, they led the Tibetan freedom. Process. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He he came up with that stuff, yeah. and and yep. so this is kind of them growing up a little bit and, and evolving in their music. Um, one of the really the, the really cool tracks on this, I don't think a lot of people really recognize, is uh, another punk uh, like homage. I guess would be what, Heart Attack Man. You really got to listen to this song. First of all, it's, it starts out hilarious. Pretty hefty. My man's like too many hefty. How much he weigh? 
It's like the gun, an empty bag. Okay, let's take it from here. So it's hard hitting, fast, huge, early 80s punk, right? Real instruments, they just jam through this whole thing. It's a good song. Yeah, yeah it, it is. is. It's a really good song. So I, I think this is one of those tracks that, that it, it never it never got into the mainstream. Beastie but Boys are kind of a little bit like Ween, where it's hard to classify them because they're all so sorts What's of really different cool sounds. What's really cool about this album you know? is that if you if you listen back to Check Your Head or Paul's Boutique, it, it's it's heavy on hip-hop, okay? Um, this one really started diving into um, punk, jazz, rock, hip-hop, um, funk. There's a lot of funk beats. Sure Shot is a funk beat. Um, Who doesn't yeah, like uh, dropping root funk down bombs, is man? A funk beat, I like right? Root, root down is a really funk beat. So then I, I think, like kicking it root down. So don't get me wrong, sabotage is like the ultimate. How you gonna kick it? Kick it root down. I put my foot down. No, no, you don't. Oh. So don't get me wrong, sabotage is like the ultimate song off this album that everybody recognizes. It's been used in pop culture. J.J. Abrams loves the Beastie Boys and he uses them in all their all of his films. That I remember in Star, Star Trek. In the, in the Star Trek, yeah, yeah. And I'm glad uh, it's not Star Wars. But weird. That be the weird. song that I think is the best on this album is Get It Together because they had um, that Q-tip, is a Q-tip. I agree. A, a Tribe Called Quest come in song. and rap. It is. And I think if you if you read the book, recently oh, read the book. I love this story. Yeah. He, like, I don't think oh, Q-Tip yeah, even yeah. remembers he did oh. this. That's, I was trying to think of his name, Q-Tip. He was on the Chappelle show. One, two, one, two, keep it on. Listen to the shit because we keep it till dawn. Good beat. I can listen to this whole yeah, song. Yeah, me too. We used to jam this on repeat in the car on a cassette tape over and over again. Whoops. Whoa, hello. Whoa, whoa. The other, the other piece of this, too, is you... So you, we, we talked about this album has... It's actually a huge album. They put a ton into this. There's a bunch of tracks on this thing. It also has, like, uh, Buddhist monk chants in it. Has a lot of instrumental tracks, and, f- and if you pay attention, if you really pay attention to the radio, like if you guys listen to the radio on the way to work, you listen to the background music they play when they're talking about the news or, or whatever. A lot of times, it's the Beastie Boys background music from a Are lot you of serious? Albums. Yeah, dead serious. I recognize it all the time. Wow. So this is one of those albums from the Beastie Boys. No you, idea. You, you can definitely Phone listen to this thing. Oh my god. Oh, I love this. Sorry. Rocks down with the eye oni. Listen to the shit, cause both of them is bony. Gotta do it like this, like Chachi and Joey. Cause she's the cheese and I'm the macaroni. He was talking about his uh, wife at the time, Ioni Sky. So, anyway, 1994, Bill Communications. Probably one of. The, uh, at the time, it was the Beastie Boys' best album. They, they would top this a couple years later. Hello Nasty. Yeah, Hello Nasty just yeah. killed it. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing is, like, there's a part in the song where it's like, dude, what's up with them boots on your feet? It's because Q-Tip and another guy was from a tribe called Quest yes. would show up at the Beastie Boys studio. And in their studio, they had a basketball court. And these guys would show up in Timberland boots and, like, full dashikis, like, full, like, African yep. dress. And they'd play each other in basketball without ever taking the Timberlands or dashikis off, yep. ever. And they would just play and be, like, completely drenched in sweat. So that's why they say, "What's up with the boots on yep. your feet?" And he's got the timbas on my toes. And this the, is lyrically, the Beastie Boys. If you really pay oh. attention to their rap, they 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 are smart rappers. It's very smart rappers. Well, yeah, because like Q-Tip laid this track down, mm-hmm. and then they filled stuff in. Yeah, they filled it in, Absolutely like with right. their own rap. Like you can't tell. Like it's crazy the way they did this song. 
So the final thing I'd like to leave with you with this is for years, one of the funniest samples, I think the ultimate, because the Beastie Boys are known for sampling, yes. right? Sampling into their into their music until the last album where they actually made it all up. Anyway, so... Yeah, they made up all the samples. Yeah, they did. <laughs> so the, one of the funniest samples is comes from the track B-Boys making with the Freak Freak, all right? And listen here. Remember this track? Yep. It's good. It's a good song. Stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> so that that is a throwback to to an old party album because they used to do these party albums back in the day uh, of this this comedian and they used to in the Beastie Boys what they would do is they would walk around to these record shops and just find anything they can get their hands on and their their whole obsession was like pulling together all this all this sound and music and trying to sample it in different places and it was one of these party albums they found and. They incorporated it into the into the music, and it became one of the funniest samples of all time. I fucking love that album. I love that album. I love that sample. It looks like Jake Blues, man, on the cover. It does. The okay. guy ripping the yeah. speaker off. Yeah. His name is uh, the comedian Mantan Moreland. His name's Jake Blues. Jake Blues. <laughs> Juliet Jake. John Popper. No one no inside. Oh, there you go. No one on the inside. John Popper. <laughs> Juliet John, John, John Popper. Popper. <laughs> He's good at the harmonica, Shit. though. Did that come out in 94? I don't nope. think it did. No. Uh, my next album is one of two albums that are responsible for bringing punk rock into the mainstream. <laughs> and helping the pave the way for uh, other emerging punk, pop, uh, punk bands to enter the scene in the 90s. Some of them. Some of them. But this was, this was a huge album. This album mainstream was huge. huge. Talking about, uh, we'll play the first song. Here we go. Jesus, man. This is the first video there's I've ever seen. Yeah, me too. This is their second or third album, ain't it? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I love Blink-182. These guys are great. This ain't Blink. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Does everybody remember the video? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sit on the couch, yeah. Yep. Um, I uh, when this album first came out. What album is this? This is Dookie by Green Day. Thank you. February first, nineteen ninety four. Um, this album on the release uh, received critical acclaim and won the best Grammy for best alternative album in nineteen ninety five. In ninety five though. Well, yeah, that's what <laughs> <it> came <laughs> out. They always do the awards the year after, you know. Yeah. Fucking awards. Yeah. I don't get it. But everybody remembers this song, you know. Yeah, Longview is a good song, man. Longview. I dig this song. And it was one of those, like, I think we talked about an episode before where, like, MTV would have those buzzworthy videos. Where yeah, it was like, yeah, this yeah. band might be yeah. big, but Green Day had been around for a little while before Dookie. And then, yeah, this band ended up blowing the fuck up. I, rem- I always remembered the cover art. Cover yeah. Art. It was awesome. Yeah, oh, dude. man. I, 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 found like my name. I found yeah. my name in that shit, Free Huey. Really? In yeah, a reference to uh, Free and Huey Long. Yeah. Nice. I just. This album was awesome. I remember when it first came out, it just exploded. It was huge. I got this album from Columbia House. What's funny no, is... Oh, you did the Columbia House thing? Two. There's an album on your list, Was Huey, it a penny? And Dookie is... They're both... They were, I got them both from Columbia House. Was it a penny? Uh, and then it was you had like, to pay the 10 It was like we got to pick 37 albums for like $3. 
Yeah, you yeah. had to put the little stamps. They had the picture yeah. of Dookie on the little stamp, and you had to put it on the thing. Wasn't there? I, I'm. There was like. Wasn't there one called BMG Music too? Something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. I didn't do okay. BMG. Yeah. Right. Columbia BMG. House, bringing <laughs> you the best in entertainment. So right. from Longview, this <laughs> great song um, comes one of the biggest songs from this album. Welcome to Paradise. No. No. Damn. It's the video where he's in the mental institution. Do you guys remember this one? Yes, yeah, I, I do remember this. They bring him in, starts playing the song. Yep. Yeah. This is I'm a good riff, too. You don't know this song? This is a catchy riff. Hold on. Wait. Give it a minute. All at once. Yeah, now I know it. Now I know it. I remember the video for this song. Just the color was a little Constantly hot. playing, it was. It was awesome. Yep. I love this video. I love this song. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't really have a whole lot to say about this album because... What can it I say? It kind of speaks for itself. It, spe- it does. Do you do you have the uh, the bonus mm. bonus Chewy? After this song, um, another great video. This big was popular song. Basket Case. I fell in love with Green Day. That's this when you song fell in love. You're gonna play is there my absolute favorite. Yeah. One of my favorite. One of my favorites by Green Day. Yeah. I mean, just a good song, man. Do you remember? Do you remember Green Day got a bunch of shit a few years after this album came out because it was such a huge impact. Like everybody had this album, and then people started like accusing them of not being because what was what made this album cool? It wasn't. It was a new sound. It, it was. It was different, and it was cool. And then people started accusing them of being posers and and this and that, and they were getting shit on a bunch because how big they got yeah. from this. They got big real quick. They did. They didn't get big real quick. They had a couple albums before Dookie. Let me explain something about punk music. Okay? Punk music, you can take out almost any punk band, okay, that doesn't have, like, Green Day was never, like, political or anything yeah, like this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Bad yeah. Religion had an album. They're they're very outspoken about this yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Green Day had a sound, okay? When you're 37 years old... There's only so much talking about g- getting drunk and getting stoned that you can yeah. do anymore. There's a, what, how much more songs can you write about that now that you're married with three kids? You're going out on the road for six-month tours. You know what I mean? Maybe once yeah. every yeah. three years. They grew up is the thing. And some punk bands, punk, all punk bands, everyone grows up. Their music either has to mature or they go away. Right? Yep. That's the way it is. Right. And Green Day definitely and matured. Green Day matured. That's all. The album they, after this one still came jam, out. jam, man. I love them. The jam. That was, uh, I remember the album after this Insomniac. was. Insom- was it Insomniac? With and then Nimrod Geek, was Geek Breath. That. Yeah. Yep. Insomniac was shit on. People hated it when yeah. that first came out. That's unfair. You I know, know. The album that you start noticing, the, the real difference in sound was Warning. Warning. It's completely different. That's a great album, too. Not in but 1994. This, <laughs> this, uh, this 1994 <laughs> album, Dookie, has a bonus track. And uh, just in our conversation earlier tonight, Huey, I was uh, let's dedicate this bonus track to your weekend. Thank you. I want to be by myself. <laughs> All by yourself. I was alone. I remember this track is specifically from this myself. album. I do too. The song you got to get through to listen to this is an awesome song too. It is. Yeah, yeah. This is where you have to let the last track play out. To like 99 minutes or something stupid. No, no. It's, it's like 16, 17. Yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah, but I, I remember they used to do the same thing, things like that a lot in the 90s where they would take a... Hidden tracks? Yeah, yeah. And this is actually the one of the albums that I first learned about hidden tracks on. I remember specifically discovering this. and like, oh, this is so cool. It's not even on there. <laughs> right. 
I do remember thinking to myself to, as well on this bonus track. Do you remember the inside cover? Yeah. It was a picture of Ernie in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> I used to think, I, I used to, I used I to remember think, that. No, ser- like, I shit you not, in my adolescent mind, I used to think this song was Ernie. Like, saying I'm You had an obsession with Ernie when you were. I did. I was wild. Wow. Do you Ernie, remember Ernie Huey's man. Ernie puppet? Yeah. That he would have? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd dude, that, that puppet thing. was awesome. Yeah. It was this little hand puppet. I remember that. Fucking Ernie, man. Of Ernie. I used so to that's, I used to uh, like, hey, Bert, got a banana in your ear. He would make him eat his nose. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, Green Day, Dookie by Green Day, 1994. Great album, man. One of my favorite albums of all time. It's, it's probably. It's the one you can, like, I had a hard time looking up the song names, too. Yep. Well, the, the popular ones I didn't. But there's more songs. If you've never listened to this, why? I don't know. But, like, if you've never listened to it, listen to it. It's start to finish. Awesome. That Good. she. Front to that back. song's oh, awesome. I love she. It's um, right after Basket Case. Yeah. yeah. She. She screams in silence. A sullen riot pin. Wasn't that a remake? Didn't Danny say that was a remake? Remember? I don't Remember know. you would always say fuck, that? I don't know what Danny fucking <laughs> said. We were just like, Danny, shut up. Shut up, Danny. That's a remake. I don't remember. Hey, Danny. How you doing, buddy? Hey. You listening, we Danny? We miss you, Dan. Yeah. Give us you a call. Know, uh, Matt, just play the first song I gave you. Do you know why the name of this album was 16 Stone? I do not. Uh, no. 16 Stone is 245 kilograms. Yes. Okay. Uh, they they named it 16 Stone because uh, one time one of the members of the band uh, had found an ad in a newspaper as saying it was a young adventurous girl looking to hook up with a male. Gwen Stefani. Man. No. Oh, okay. And so he, he answered it. He answered the 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 ad the one of the guys in the band did and it was a 245 pound 48 year old chain smoking woman really so it was shut up 16 stone seriously that's why they named it 16 cool. stone this is bush 16 stone that is i've never heard that uh, yeah it's true this album doesn't get enough props in my opinion this album i was listening to it last night uh getting ready for the show and uh it hits right off the bat with everything Zen. I mean, uh, uh, this is another album, everything dude. I didn't know so the good. fucking names. I mean, of course, you know everything Zen. You know, Come Down, Glycerin, and all y- that. You know these songs, and it's it. But like the songs in between those, because it's like every third song was a fucking hit. Yeah. Like, but the songs in between them were all good. The too. deep cuts are good. Yeah. yeah. The deep cuts were good too. Bush is still around. They still put they put an album out last. He still year. jams with them, doesn't he? Yeah. He had Gavin a, Rosdale. He had a solo album. It was yeah, really good. He did. Uh, come down though. I mean, is that everything Zen was good, and then Come Down came out. Do you remember this video? Hell yeah! Oh yeah, I do. With I the wires the, and the phone yeah, cords and I everything. Last night. So, <laughs> but everything Zen was like kind of like you know their buzzworthy video, and then Come Down came out, and that's when they hit, and then like everyone was like, oh yeah, everything they did everything Zen. That song was cool too, and then they had uh, their next song. Man, I think was a fucking. Well, this might not have been their next one, but I like. I remember just in the way the album goes, this is the next song I would play. Little Things is right before Come Down. But yeah. This, this was like my jams, favorite yeah. favorite song on this album besides another one, but this is... Do you yeah. remember the movie Fear with yeah, Marky yeah, Mark yeah, and Reese Witherspoon? Yeah, I do. Was in yeah. there. Yep. Bill Peterson, in the soundtrack. Yep. Chicago's own Bill Peterson. Yep. <laughs> from CSI. <laughs> Got a machine head. Dude, Machine Head, if this does if this song doesn't like I could sing this song in concert. Pump you up. I mean <laughs> just get you going, man. Machine Head is just badass all the fuck. I love this song. Breathe in, breathe out. 
Is that how it goes? Uh, almost. <laughs> almost. <laughs> Gavin Rosdale is a sexy motherfucker, yeah, by the way. Yeah, he is. He's a great-looking dude. He was amazing as the devil in uh, oh, Constantine. Constantine. Yeah. Yeah, he was in Constantine. Bush, That's right. Bush is pretty awesome. Uh, just as This a, was their debut album. It was. In 1994, it went six times platinum. Six times? Yes. Damn. Really? It went six times platinum. So, so hold on a second. Time out here. So, there's a lot of albums that we're talking about, we're only like two, three, four, five times. This is six times it's platinum. It's six times platinum. And I bet you it wouldn't cross a lot of people's minds See, in the top ten. And nowadays, to go platinum is a fucking huge deal yeah, because no one buys albums anymore. Right. No. So, like, Bush in, in 19... This album sold over six million copies. Like, just this album. His voice is freaking so unique and, and like gruff and hard, so good. It's distinctive and yeah. like it, it, it's just a really. He's got a good voice. He's got they got a good sound. When they want to be upbeat, they're completely upbeat. When they bring it down, they're completely down, and they can be brooding and moody, and they can be also just just jamming out. Well, hell, th- their later albums were still good. Uh, the Chemicals Between Us was a good album. Uh, well, the next album was Razor Blade Suitcase. Razor Blade Suitcase really good is a great too. album. And Chemicals Between Us is good, too. And the album, I want to say I listened to an album that came out like three or four years ago, and it was really good. Um, the next song, I think, like, just, like, whereas Machine Head and Come Down both kind of rocked it out, like, Glycerine somehow became this ballad. Yeah, it did. And immediately when I started hearing Glycerine last night i flipped it over and was like i want to see the woodstock 99 performance of gavin rosdale it's the first day they're closing out woodstock man and they're playing songs from the chemicals between us and that was in 99 so 16 stone comes out in 94 so you got to think razor blade suitcase comes out two years later and then another three years after that they're at woodstock playing songs from uh the science between the science between us it's the science of something. Yeah. And, yeah. and the chemicals between us yeah. is the single off of that was the first single. They're playing those songs. And the very last thing that happens is just Gavin Rosdale on stage playing this. Playing Acoustically? Glycerine. Yeah. No, it's not acoustic. No, no it was electric. It's, it's electric him guitar. just jamming. And it's just him doing it. And like towards like there's like a glow coming off him at one point. And it's because the whole like front three rows of people are just holding up lighters. Like, oh, right on, yeah. Like, and everyone has that. They're like, what? After you're you're listening to it, and everyone's just singing it because everybody knows Glycerine. This song has been out at that point for five years, but everybody knows Glycerine. Yeah, absolutely. This this but this was a huge like uh, like they would play this at freaking slow dance. Like Dude, in you can slow dance to yeah, it. Yeah, like whatever. You can't rock out to it. There Can is you? a part where it rocks. He does. does rock it, it gets out heavy, later. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah. I fucking love this song. I don't care. It, it was just another example of a, of a classic 90s ballad. Grunge, 90s grunge yeah. music, man. This is yeah. a grunge ballad. It's got the violin in there. I mean, that's I don't like the ending of this man. song. Where like the violin goes out. It's like. I, I don't know why I didn't like that. Ah, we won't let it get to that part. Drives me nuts. And so I thought, just for let fun. Let it get to that part. I'll freak out. <laughs> I'll freak the fuck out. I thought for fun, I'd pull a deep track <laughs> yeah, off this album, too. A little deeper. Uh, Alien's one of the last songs on the album. Um, it is a mellow song. Uh, it's right before Ex-Girlfriend. <laughs> do you remember that song? I do. You won't call me when you're down. That's a cool song, too. You only call me when you're down? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's only like a minute long. This is also another one of those where it's hard to remember the names. 
Yeah. Of the, so- the songs. Besides Machine Head. But it wasn't a single <laughs> that was released. No, like, Alien out, wasn't out in the mainstream. This is one of those you had to, you, you, you fell in love with when you listened to the album. This was a good way. T- for me, if the album stopped here, I would have been fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Ex-Girlfriend wasn't that long, though. No, it's like 30 seconds, I think. Yeah. 30 seconds to a minute. So basically but, it does end there. Yeah. It's, Alien, I just think, is a really cool song. I, I think it... I just think it's neat. This album eventually did... Uh, Besides going six-time platinum, it did get Jesus. as high as number four on the Billboard charts. And every one of the singles off the album, Glycerine, Come Down, Everything Zen, Machine Head, they all hit, like, top 50 on the Billboard charts. Ding! You know... Uh, Turkey's done. I was going to say... <laughs> Go get it. You know when you said Go six times it, platinum? It. You know who went seven times platinum? Kid Rock. I'm just throwing it in there. <laughs> Shut up. He did not. <laughs> Kid Rock went platinum. That's, that's human I, I always thought these guys were Australian. They're l- from London. London. They're Are you from London? from London? Gavin Rosdale's just a neat-looking dude. Dude, that's, he's sexy. What are you, you're not neat. He's sexy. I like this part. Slow burn. Bush 16 Stone, man. I don't think you can... I mean, to me, it kind of encapsulates that 1994 vibe It does. For me a bit. It totally it does. does yeah. I agree. Because, I mean, they weren't exactly grunge. They were all... This is like when alternative music came about. Absolutely. And I think when you think of alternative music, I think of, I think of Bush. Bye, Cracky. <laughs> Bye, Cracky. All right, transition to you, Huey. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> we can't say Bush that many times. Luke, the whole time I'm saying Bush, every time I say Bush, and every time I continue to say Bush, our friend Luke is, is just sitting at his house going, bye, Cracky. Bye, Cracky. <laughs> the whole time. I had to say it at least once. <laughs> broke, Huey. I, it's once a fucking show. I know. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. At least once a show. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, no, no need to apologize unless you're all done. All right, all, all right, bye. I'm, leave, I'm leaving this all in there. That's fine. Right. How many more albums you got? One, two? I got two. Okay, so you did your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did my thing. Don't have to ask me. It's your turn. All right, my thing. <laughs> hey, Fuck. Huey, it's your transition to you. <laughs> all right, look. You talked about how Bush kind of hit. Bye, Cracky. Bye, Cracky. They hit, like, what? Like, on the billboards, like, four or six. Number four. Like, right? Yeah, they got all the way up there. This album debuted at one. All right, no fucking way. debuted oh. at one. It is considered like the ultimate grunge album, even above Nirvana. This is probably the most recognizable song off the uh, album. If you remember, I remember the time and place I saw this freak ass music video where they're all Chris smiling, Cornell. all it's freaking creepy. Video, like, man. Oh, it's so it's bizarre, reasons. man. I thought so, Chris Cornell was the coolest. Super guy unknown by Soundgarden debuted. Uh, the the the. Uh, Black Hole Sun wasn't until May, all right? So that's the jam we're, we're, we're playing now just because it's probably the most recognizable. This was the summer. I think Spoon Man was before this. Spoon Man was number one. That debuted in January of 94. Um, this wasn't until the uh, uh, early uh, early summer, I think, May. I don't mean to But this is your... probably the music video everybody remembers from the 90s. I just want to hear more Black Hole Sun. Can I tell you a story real yeah, quick? Yeah, please do. About Spoon Man. 
Back in high school, my dad's nickname was Spoons because he played the spoons. <laughs> so I was like, hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. You want to hear a cool song? And I played him Spoon Man. He's like, don't ever fucking play music for me again. <laughs> I can totally see him saying that. Give us some Spoon Man. Because that, that's a great track, man. Yeah. Yeah, there's my dad right there. There's dad. How'd you get... Were you at the talent show in 1978? <laughs> was we got to give credits to Chuck's dad for it, playing this part. It's that riff. <laughs> so, I mean, this, this if, if you remember, I don't know if you remember, do you ever remember listening to Soundgarden before this album? No. Bad yeah. Moto Finger? I don't remember I do. Bad Moto okay. Finger. So I I never listened to that album at all. But and it, it had more that album had a lot more like uh 80s 80s punk uh, associated to it. Yeah. This one really took on the grunge like mantle and kind of really ran with it. And it's actually cited. But didn't as they one headline the Lollapalooza grunge. around this time too? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely right. Yeah. So I, this thing this thing went nuts. It certified platinum five different times. Over nine million freaking albums so, sold. Uh, we were lucky enough. It's over. Bob, Bob and I, all three, and all, producer, all three of us in here. Yeah. Sorry, Chuck. We were, were lucky enough there. to see these guys right before uh, Chris Cornell uh, ended up losing his life, unfortunately, with Nine Inch Nails. Which Do you was, remember uh, that show? Dude, that with, show was uh, bad. The beginning guy with the DJ. Yeah, dude, I remember he, him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, Boo! everybody was booing this dude off stage, and, and then <laughs> he was just. Oh, they were. He, he was, was just up there with a the computer, like dancing, just yeah. hitting a button, lights changing the yeah. background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's booing this guy, and then, and then freaking. The you yeah. know what though? This this was, was like the, Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime's dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> real real quick, I know this is like not 1994, but this this concert it was it was co it was co Soundgarden. It was the 20th anniversary. Of this album and your next album. But when these guys, because Nails played last. Yeah. These guys played before Nails, but these guys killed it live. I went to live. the show oh, for Soundgarden. Phenomenal, man. And I was greeted with oh, they Nails as well. so hard. You went for Nails. I did. Was no, I'm a Nails head. I yeah, know. I'm a Nails head. So, but, but Soundgarden blew it away. Oh, it like, was awesome. Blew it away. I like Quake. Remember so, Quake, that game? And the boxes of Nails <laughs> for the Nails guns had the <laughs> on it because he did the soundtrack. He did. So I I don't think I don't think I can overstate the the influence these guys had on that that whole movie. Remember the album cover? It was it was like that elf like screaming into the darkness. I think it was just a blurred picture. Of no, it was legit like an elf they yeah, caught. Yeah, no, Holy they, they caught an elf and they, they took a picture of him. This I got this from Columbia House too. With so this movie. this this whole album like if you if you if you give us some more uh, tracks on this shit, uh, super producer. So th- this whole thing. If you really listen to this album, I don't think we recognized this when we were 13 years old. No, but I was 12. I listened to this the other couple uh, last weekend when we started talking about what the topic was to be. I listened to this whole album through. the The themes in this song are deep, man. And, he, and here's the thing: it really resonates. So you have uh, uh, what you're playing right now, "Fell on Black Days." Okay, there's some like shit a in live here. Or something. Is this a live version? No. Oh. So this, if, if you really pay attention, this sums up the 90s brooding, and this sums up the 90s kind of like self-loathing period that there was going on there, that, that kind of, there was the grunge thing going on that was kind of rebellious, it was kind of uh, uh, anti-establishment, but this was more like, it really, it really pushed, not pushed, but it really talked about suicide and self-loathing. He, he wrote, uh, what, what song, The Day I Tried to Live? Because a bird 
flew into his window and died. And he put it out of its misery by smashing it. Okay, and he, and, he, and he wrote the whole song about suicide, which fast forward 20 years later or whatever, and guess what happened, 25, right? Yeah. So, you know, you, you, the 90s, while it was like, we look back at it as like a time where we really like discovered, you know, these, these, these breakthrough albums that we're talking about. We really discovered this new music, and we, we have this pride and sense of ownership over the 90s. There was some dark and dis, dark shit involved with it, like the heroin rock that was going on. You know the the self brooding, the suicides. I think Chris Cornell was brutal. Was dealing, he was dealing with demons. For he a was long dealing time. with it. I love the you guitarist know? on this album, yeah. Soundgarden. Do you remember the day after he died? I sent you a track off of his solo yes, album. Yes, I do remember that. Um, the scream, and it was called Enemy, and like the chorus is, "I have an enemy inside of me." Like he fights. The scream himself. album was good yes. all the time. Yeah, I love Chris Cornell. I love that album. I like his live acoustic or his live unplugged album that he did. It's it was probably awesome. fantastic. This it's, guy was it's really fantastic. Ta- this guy was oh, he's hugely talented. talented. But this album alone actually kicked out five different singles. So you had, you, we talked about Spoon Man. We talked about uh, the song that's playing now, The Day I Try to Live. Black Hole Sun, My Wave came out, which we're not, we didn't, we're not going to really play it. Uh, yeah, it fell on so. black days, but then, way. but then this is again an, the reason why this is definitely on my list is because this is this isn't an album that you put on. It's just a couple of tracks that you listen to. You start it and you play it and you end it, and you don't know the names of the tracks. You don't you're know. Just, There's you're a just song skipping around. called uh, Mailman. Yes, yes, Mailman. I love yes, that song. Mailman is great, great. Deep so cuts. you know this this one is a weird one for me to talk about because. It's a great album, but it's almost predictive in the horrible tragedies that took place in his life. Almost every album they had was. Man, it, it, but it's <laughs> deep. When it, I guess, I guess here, here's how I would summarize it. Pretty noose. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't on this album. It, no, that was down on, on the yeah. upside. Down but, on the but, upside, but, right. the th- but the thing is, is that I guess when you're, when you're 13 years old and you're listening to this and, and you're kind of like, yeah, fuck the man, you know? But when, you, when you're an adult, and you know what the realities of the world are, and you listen to this, it's like, holy shit. You this is deep. See what he was dealing yeah, with. he was dealing with some shit, man. You know, and he, and he came out in his music, and don't get me wrong, it, it blessed us with this amazing, amazing music, but... It was probably how he coped. God, how you know? It's probably how he coped. So, Super Unknown. Great album. The dude. ultimate grunge Super album Unknown. of 94. I felt like I got the rug, because you named your albums before I named mine. I'm like, fuck. You named Super Unknown. I'm like, damn it. I know. I know. I'm and still happy. Let's, with let's be honest. That that music video haunted your shit. Black Hole Sun was the best music video. The the freaking. Did you ever heard that parody song the, of the that song? With you the know fish what, and the knife. You know what part fucked me up the most? There's a part where this girl's eating an ice cream cone and she yeah, like shoves yeah, yeah, half yeah, that yeah. soft serve ice cream cone in her mouth, and then it, the camera's just looking at her and she's just spitting it out. <laughs> that part fucked me up. <laughs> For now, we know why you are the way you are. Yeah, that's why. A I, fucking girl with the ice cream. That's, that's why I have it spit on me. So, hold on to this thought. <laughs> oh wow, wow! Deep hold dive on to this thought. Chuck's psyche. This this album debuted on March eighth, ninety four. Just hold on to that thought. Continue. All right. Um, <laughs> my last pick is one of my all time favorite records. It is "Smash" by The Offspring. And if you don't know this song, get the fuck away. First music video there, as I saw, as Dexter Holland still had dreadlocks. Mm -hmm. That's right. 
Yeah, this is all like the flash going on in the background, like yep. strobes and shit, right? Yep. Tweaking out. I got a cool story about this. This is a great song. It's from, this song reminded me of us in high school in 1999. Totally, man. Because we were under 18. It's about gang violence. Let's go out and play. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> we were a gang. We didn't cause violence towards other people, maybe law and ornament. If it's all white kids, you can't call yourself a gang. More of a clan. I got a clan. <laughs> wow. <laughs> before before this album racist. ever came out, okay, yes. uh, I have a cousin that lives in Chicago. He's uh, a few years older than I am. My parents went away from the weekend, and we stayed at my cousin's house. And I was like 11 years, 11 or 12 years old. Mm -hmm. And he took me a bunch to a bunch of, uh, that, that night he took me a bunch of like uh, smash bars where like little grunge bands or punk bands were playing. The Offspring was playing. No shit. And he introduced me to his buddy, the lead singer. I had no idea who or what they were at the time. Didn't even think twice about it. I was just a kid, right? Went on my way, right? Never talked about it again, went home. And then this album hit. I'm like, oh no. Yeah, it was cool. Damn. Yeah. That's a good story. Cool story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting for that. Sorry. Sorry was no, no, it really was. It was a cool no, story. It wasn't lame. No, no, it's cool. I, I'm, I don't I'm have a story stupid. like that. That's cool. Um, no, Huey, don't go. Sit I'm, down. Even. <laughs> Did you quit? I quit. <laughs> um, this album starts off with Nitro. That song just like blows your eardrums away, and it goes into Bad Habit. Now everybody knows Bad Habit, and everybody knows the best part of Bad Habit. Leading up, it leads up to this one moment. Road, it song's about road rage. That's your song. It's it is my, my song. Maybe that's why it's one of my favorite albums. Here we go. <laughs> now, I remember when I was a kid, we were listening to this, and we would be out in the garage playing ping pong, me and my cousins, and we'd be jamming to this album. We'd just play it back to back, back to back. But when that part came on, we'd have to turn it down because the adults would be uh, <laughs> right. in the but if listening you, vicinity, and we wouldn't want them to hear that. But you if know? you remember, this album was folded into uh, the, the criticism from the government on, on uh, gang violence and uh, gun violence in music. Really? Specifically, this right. album uh, cited a lot of violence a lot. And uh, it was called out like, as one of the things that is inciting kids to do horrible shit, which is totally not true. But Fuck you. but but th this this album was part of that because he talked a lot about like gang violent bullying and things like that. Where are they from? They're from Los California. Angeles. Los yeah, Angeles. I was yeah. Say they're from California. Yeah, California. I think Orange County. Actually, yeah, I think you're right. Um, and then the next song is uh, probably the most famous song on this album. Such a good track, man. Good song, yeah. Everybody knows this one. This is the glycerine of, of offspring right here. Yeah. Self-esteem. Self-esteem is a good track, man. You know what? This album is, is an album I probably only visited all the way through like twice in my life. You like, should revisit it. The Offspring was always your band. And there was Ixnay on the Ombres. I, I love that oh, album. That's a good album. Um, that is a good album. Americana comes and goes. The one after that was that. Um. It's um, something for one. Uh, Conspiracy of one. Yeah. That's a good album too. Um, they 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 have a lot of really good tracks, man. I I think they lost the handle a little bit on Americana, but Mater it's got some good songs though. 
This album is badass. Though. Yeah, it is. I don't think I've ever heard a song from this album that I didn't like. Yeah, it's great. Oh uh, yeah, Americana. Then Conspiracy One, Splinter. I don't know. If I'm Rise and Fall, Raging Grace, which I like. That it came out in 08. What's Days. the one with the original? What's the one with the? Oh shit! Not original prankster. That song's that's all. That's all. The Conspiracy One. Yeah. Oh, there's another song I got on my playlist somewhere. <laughs> Damn know. it! I don't know, but this song, this album also features a hidden track. If you get to like the last minute and a half, it's mm-hmm. like a, just them jamming out instrumental. Yep. No song or no singing or anything, but just instrumental jamming out. Oh, they're musicians, man. They do good. Yeah. But this is like, I could put this album on and listen to it over and over again it's like and anthems, not get sick man. of it. It's anthems. I could sing it back and forth, up and down, left yeah. and right. It's good. In and out. You're going right. to go far, kid. That's the name of the song I was looking for. That's on, uh, which one is that? Rise and Fall, Raging Grace, I think. I don't know. Rise and Fall, Raging Grace. Yeah. That's a good album. I like uh, Splinterhead too, or something. I actually like this the secret track on Next Day on the Ombre. You had that guy from the one eight hundred call ATC commercials going, "You guys should try heavy metal. <laughs> Kiss my ass." <laughs> <laughs> he was on uh, the next album too, Americana. Was he? Yeah, he's in like the, the in between track. Intermission. <laughs> you know that this dude is super cool too. Like, Texture. He he does a bunch of. Uh, I like noodles too. He does a bunch of stuff he's for like inner city, like charity and. Like, it's super cool. I like Offspring. I've seen them in concert. They're good dudes. They were fantastic. They uh, pulled, this was in, like, 97. I saw them at, like, the Q101 Jamboree. I remember that. They pulled the uh, fake BC, uh, fake, uh, Backstreet. not B- Backstreet. BC, Backstreet, Backstreet Boys Backstreet, out yeah. on stage and they yeah. beat them up with the bat. It was awesome. That's just awesome. And then the best, oh, hey, that's what I remember. My favorite story about the Offspring is how my Uncle Mike fucking hates the Offspring. <laughs> So much. So much. And it stems from that concert. So we're at Tinley where we saw Soundgarden. Yeah. And we're in the seats right behind, right in front of the lawn. And at the end of the offspring set, he's on stage. He's like, all right, everybody, take your garbage and throw it up on stage. (laughs) So everybody is just chucking stuff everywhere. I get hit with the shoe. Mike gets hit with, like, some nasty something, lands on his jacket. He's instantly pissed. That's awesome. He hates the offspring from then. That moment forward, I'm just throw, I, I, I get hit with the shoe. I pick it up, throw it. I look at my buddy Greg. He's like laughing. He picks some shit up and throws it. It was great. That is a good time. And then uh, they come out and said, "Please stop throwing. The Red Hot Chili Peppers will not come on stage until you stop throwing garbage." And Wait. it took them like 20 minutes to stop throwing garbage. It was awesome. What's hilarious is the Red Hot Chili Peppers of all people were like, yeah. "I ain't going out there." Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Anthony Kiedis and Flea are just like, "Fuck that." Who are the most debauchery? The, yeah. yeah, the you dude know. who threw his guitar up into the air and yeah. had it. No, that was from Nirvana. The guy yeah. who threw his guitar up in the air and hit himself in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. It was during like the MTV Video Music Awards. <laughs> they were playing like Rape Me or something like on stage. <laughs> no, that's the name of the song. No, I know, I know, And I know. he throws it up in the air and like he's going like this to catch it like he's underneath it like he's like using like a, he just hits him right in the face. Look it up. I'll have to look YouTube, it up. it's awesome. Like Chris Novoselic or whatever? Yeah, I think it was yeah, Chris Novoselic. Chris Novoselic. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, Offspring Smash. If you haven't heard it, do yourself a favor. Brilliant. Get if you're it. listening yeah. to this, you probably heard it. Yeah. Good for you. If you know you what album? You're a piece of shit. You know what album you probably haven't heard? Is my album that I'm picking last. This album came out in 1994. It is this band's fifth, fifth studio album Holy in 1994. Shit. Hell yeah. Thank you, Matt. It's recognizable, though. It's recognizable because it's No Effects, which is one of the probably just pioneer punk bands that 
maybe they're I don't know if they're ever really hit me. Thanks to uh, Dookie and Smash, these guys were brought into. Like I'm when just kidding. you want it, no, it's not, it has nothing to do with that. <laughs> Actually, these guys are an incredible band who are still doing exactly this today. They are still doing this exact same thing. This first track to lead off this album is Linoleum, and it is a badass song. It is just so good. Just turn it up just a second, man. You know what's interesting? If Danny is listening to this, he's just like, fuck yeah. Here's a quick observation. is the name of the album. Real, real quick, this is this is interesting that you bring this in, okay? so, so Wait a minute, I'm going to pause you for a second because this part coming up is my favorite part. So, um, not this, just go ahead. I'll tell you what to okay. stop. <laughs> okay. What's stop. Just no, kidding. What? <laughs> okay, Matt, turn it up. Okay, I guess. Go ahead. Here's my observation. You That's me inside your head. It's interesting that you bring these guys into this this conversation of 1994. Fifth album. Because every almost every album that we've talked about so far has had this this influence of punk associated with it. Yeah. Super Unknown did. All right. They, their early albums were, was influenced by punk. Beastie Boys definitely For had sure. punk. Green Day. Okay, the offspring. So it's it's really interesting that you bring NoFX into this because it's almost it's almost uh, just how much of an influence that punk has had on on the all these movements that we're talking about. So if you associate 1994 with any movement, what would it be? Grunge. The movement grunge, of right? uh, grunge, yeah, and and just how much that that grunge influence is punk. It, there's punk in it. It's some kind of it, it is. NoFX is a really is is a band that's been around forever. Um, uh, the fact that this is their fifth album. Did I hear this when I was 12 years old? Fuck no. There's no way for me to get this album when I was 12 years old. There's no way for me to get this album when I was 12 years old. I heard this probably when I was 19 or 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably heard six or seven other no effects albums since then. I mean, they probably have 20 fucking albums at this point. This album is widely regarded as one of their best albums. It is their most critically acclaimed album. And it doesn't stop at Linoleum, the first track. The second track is just as good. And this is it. It's called Leave It Alone. Remember that earlier when I was talking about um, punk bands having to grow up. I think this, this band, as much as they joked around in a lot of their songs, and they did have some jokey songs, they were grown up when they started doing this. They are very much so politically tuned. Yeah. There's a lot of songs that it's not so much I would say they were anti-government or anything like that, but I mean they recognize that the people's voice was it's, kind of yeah, it was yeah. is more and more extinguished by the rich and the poor don't have as much of a voice. This album especially does does uh focus on that a little bit so i think there's I think a, it's an important remember point earlier i played a track where it was off mic but there was a why did the cat get yeah, so fat? yeah, yeah, said yeah. that's actually like an anti-government thing yeah yeah they're talking about how all the rich people how did they get this powerful 
how did it happen? Like, because everybody's sitting here complaining. This is back in 94. But uh, I think that's a good point. Rich because, Richard. because we're talking about 94, but these guys have had how many albums before that? <laughs> they had five before 94. Right. So, so I think, I think to, to continue on to my point, NoFX, you didn't discover this until what? Probably four or five years later. It's probably six, at least Maybe seven, six, years seven later. years later. And so again, you have you have some. There's a musical influence taking place here in 1994, that is, it is sending it is sending waves through like the musical community, and creating these different genres that we're talking about today. No, no FX was very much, very much rooted in that, right? They they have a hand in that. Oh no, no effects is. A- yeah, I mean, there's bands today that are influenced by NoFX. I mean, right, no, exactly. NoFX is still doing it. Um, the last track I had from NoFX, because this album is 39 minutes long exactly. Like, we could have probably played the entire album while we were talking. Is one of those fun songs, actually. Because uh, <laughs> um, not everything they do is serious. Sometimes it's just that undertone. It's uh, called Punk Man. Punk Guy. Punk Man, am I right, Matt? Punk Guy. Thank you. Don't know any of the names of the songs, and I what had to look the them up yesterday because I put it in and played it. You played it. Fucking love this. This is just a badass song, and it had little things like that triggered in my brain when I'm going back and listening to these songs. Like, <laughs> it, that's what. Like, I was like, do I know this song? Do I know this song? But then I heard this. Got a face like Charles Bronson. Straight out of Green Bay, Wisconsin. I'm like, yeah, I know this song. Like, like, yeah, I've heard this song a hundred times. Like, there was just like little triggers in every song that hit me. (laughs) No effects, man. This song, uh, this album actually hit number 12 on the Billboard Heat Seekers chart. A chart that tracks bands up and coming. That's the highest they've ever been on any chart ever. But I think if you were ever in tune to the the punk scene, No Effects, you know who No Effects is. Right. Yeah. It's also the only gold record they ever had was punk. Oh, really? Back. Yep. To this day, it's still the only gold record they ever had. Uh, They're not in it for records or gold records or whatever. They own their own. Fat Mike owns his own label. That's what they're on now, and they have a million other things. Also, just as for fun, there was a really cool uh, documentary called The Other F Word. It was about uh, punk rock bands who are, they have grown up, and they are dads and have families. It's got, uh, it deals with Pennywise, uh, no effects, of course, other stuff, and how they deal with having a family and being on the road and kind of being a band but not making a crap ton of money like yeah. having to go out and tour and stuff really cool documentary when we were teenagers we were against the system right we were mad at the world are you sure depressed i don't remember it that angry way. finding ourselves i found you all by myself oh, we did find each other we did find each other we did um I think this album would be like the ultimate brooding album of the teenagers of the nineties. So you have this, this album that's recorded in the, in the mansion where the Tate murders, the Sharon Tate murders take place, (laughs) which he later regretted. He later regretted after talking to the sister of Sharon Tate, because he realized how personal it was and how, how he was just interested in the historicity of it. He was just too wrapped up. He was too wrapped up in it. He was also tape wrapped around. He was also on a lot of drugs too. Um, no, came out the same day super unknown came out 
which Fuck they, you, really? Which, yeah, I, I mentioned earlier, March 8th. Super Unknown came out. It came out the same day. Um, this is the first track that was released from the album. March, uh, the, the March of the Pigs is the first track released off this album. That's how the album fucking starts. <laughs> and it's just violent. Just violent. This was like my yeah. favorite song to play in rock band, just to fucking beat on the drums. The Downward Spiral by Nine Inch Nails comes out on March 8th, 1994. This, was, this, this track was released on February 25th, 1994. Um, here's the deal. Okay. Trent Reznor is a genius, but he's also insane. He's afraid of Americans. He's insane. Well, this album was heavily influenced by Bowie. A big Bowie album influenced this. Anyway, I can so, see that. so um, this thing hit went like quadruple platinum, four million is sold in the United States. Uh, Kid he, Rock went seven times platinum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. So he gets away from like the synth hey, pop. Booker T was a five time world champion. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor got away from the synth pop of Pretty Hate Machine. He went right into kind of a heavy metal with Broken and a remix with Fixed. This is like Halo 8. That's a whole other story of Halos. Okay, a whole other story. All right. So this album hits. Uh, this is the first track. I don't think it's getting huge yet. It came in a shitty cardboard box. CD did. It's not getting huge yet. Yeah, I remember that. And then this music video appears. Oh. Sometime in May of '94, which becomes like one of the most recognized music videos of all time, uh, it is completely twisted. Especially if you watch the unrated version of "Closer." This th- this song is incredibly recognizable because of the severe. It was buzzworthy. Yeah. Buzzworthy. Yeah. This uh, Huey in yeah. concert. This song. Remember? Oh, dude. When he came out from backstage, he ripped the it. camera was yeah. in his face and he had those screens. Yeah, dude, he oh, ripped man. it apart. That was it was awesome. brilliant. The whole, every time the bass hit, your chest just boom. Every time. How many pairs of steampunk glasses did he wear? A lot. And how many monkeys were tortured? <laughs> Monkey torture. Monkey torture. <laughs> so this is usually considered, the downward spiral is usually considered Trent Reznor's best work. It was also when he was on the most amount of drugs. Would you say this is the most popular song by them that's most white recognizable? Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. If you ask, like, I would uh, agree with that. Yeah. So this this is like the advent of industrial rock. Like Trent Reznor brought industrial rock into it. Yeah. And ever since then he's been killing it. And what what's unfair to Trent Reznor is that he's never he's always been against the system and he's never been like the the whole reason why this album came out because he got into a spat with the record label of TVT Music and he he, he went he got with Interscope and did this album. And Interscope is known for like rap. gangster rap, yeah. right? And so Reznor jumped in and he's like, screw all these people. I'm going to do what I want. And Interscope's going to let me do it. You know, and that's what he did, and, and which was genius. Now, here's the dichotomy, the dichotomy of this album is that he talks about uh, some seriously heavy themes here like drug use, um, self-brooding, um, horrible shit going on in his life, right? But... Because of the success of this album, it gets worse for him. He goes a further down the spiral, hence the name, album. the downward spiral. The whole thing is about his self descent into, into madness, right? And if you, and, and the the album was actually inspired by Pink Floyd's The Wall, because if you 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 on the surface it feels like it's individual tracks. It's actually an anthem from start to the end. The whole thing is is a single like ode, a single story. 
right? And and, and, and the the penultimate, I guess, uh, track would be when he 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 the very last uh, track on the album with Hurt, uh, which was oh, later the Johnny Cash song. Yeah, which was later covered by Johnny Cash with Trent Reznor. By the way, said it was an amazing, amazing tribute. Actually, it was right, really an cool. amazing thing to, for him. Um, Hurt became kind of that that I, I I don't know anthem is the right word, but like you had all this angst and buildup of the '90s teen culture, and like it, it manifested itself in in this song Hurt. I think pretty much nailed. I'm telling you, man, this 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 track was deep on a lot of different levels for people, and and not only did it. I, I guess on, on, it's hard to say, but like people use this song as an excuse for things. At the same time, it was a, it was a song to justify things. I, it was deep, man. Can I, I say something real quick about this song? I feel like there is you, the beginning of this song, like right now, and the build up to the chorus. I feel like when yeah. it gets to that chorus, like you have this this angst and you have this depression or whatever this this part is but i feel like the chorus everything starting right here this starts hope if you can have it all like yeah i feel like it, it does it brings you back it brings hope. you back a little bit like to me it's a more it's gonna sound crazy but it sounds like a more inspiring song than it does to a depressing song it starts off it does right. on a down and note it does it and picks up and as soon as the chorus is over it drops all the way back down yes yeah. it does and but then it builds can back i say up. I really enjoy the Johnny Cash version. Oh yeah, I do too. I do too. Like almost more than this one. I mean, like I, it'll never top this one. But that Johnny Cash Reznor cried the video when he found out Johnny Cash is doing this. That video was very morbid. Yeah, he yeah. made that song very morbid. Yeah, absolutely. And then he died right afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. But then June died. It was right after June died. Yeah, he died. she died first. You know, I mean, this 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 album is also very synonymous with. Um, the anti-establishment that was going on in the 90s as well. So let's let's stop for a second. This album was cited as one of the reasons why the Columbine massacre happened because Dylan Klebold wrote in his journal 99 Columbine. Yeah, he wrote in his journal a lot of lyrics from the downward spiral. Who fucking did. So hold on a second. So so one of the, one of the big artists that were spawned off the downward spiral was Marilyn Manson. And because Marilyn Manson got picked up by Trent Reznor and Trent Reznor kind of took him under his wing and started doing music and doing tracks with him. And, Rez- and then Manson got big. Right. And then that and then Manson was blamed a lot for the Columbine shit. Yeah, right. Because of his shock. Rock so, bullshit. yeah, exactly. Right. So this this was famously like controversial. a lot. <laughs> Can I say so? It's not Columbine. <laughs> Columbine. Colum- Columbine, right? We already know a Huey's yeah, speaking yeah. impediment. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's stupid. It's funny. That's stupid. <laughs> So back to Resnoro. <laughs> Resnoro. Bowling for Turnt. Columbine. Turnt. Resnoro. Turnt. Turnt Resnoro. <laughs> Turrent. <laughs> uh, let's talk more about uh, Nanine. 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 Who's this band called Nin? With a backwards N. What is this about? I used to wear this hat everywhere. Your Nanine Stale's hat. You had that hat for the longest time. Anyway, I'm. So, you're anyway. right. Yes, this kind of music got b- music. Music getting blamed for kids being yeah, it's stupid. Ridiculous. It's been getting music's been getting blamed for a long time. Not it's not music's fault. I'm just tired of it. 
So that's our top albums. <laughs> Were you done? Yeah, sure. <laughs> what else you got? Go. Yeah, I mean, if you if you listen to this thing from start to front, uh, March of the Pigs is huge from a, from a standpoint of like this rock. And then you have Closer, which is like the everybody the mainstream. Hurt, everybody knows that song. There's a ton of good stuff in there. Uh, this one was very, very controversial because it talks. it's actually a metaphor for a, a penis. But he talks about a big Hooray. man with a gun. Yes, I am. And I like to have fun. Got me a big old dick, you know. So, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're a teenager, okay, hear me out on this. When you're a teenager and you're listening to this, it's very, it's very empowering because you're already kind of depressed against the world, and you're kind of trying to figure out who you are. And then Trent Reznor comes out and he gives you this 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 rock and he gives you this, this these lyrics and you're kind of like, oh uh, yeah, hell yeah, dude, you totally. Know, you know what always got me about Nine Inch Nails was that you come out with this industrial sound and then Trent Reznor doesn't have an industrial voice. Like I just feel like his. It's not a bad He's voice. got range. It's a really good voice. He's got a ton of range. And the lyrics are a little bit deeper. This dude has Oscars realized for we were, producing music, yeah, man. Yeah, when we were 12 years old or 13 years old. But Nine Inch Nails is a band that I don't think that hit the mainstream for a little while and kind of went away, and they're not really gone. They just come back whenever he wants Didn't he to. have some fights with the record companies eventually? Now sure. he, he puts it out on his own label and stuff he's now. No, he, yeah, he does. Yeah. He did that smart thing where he put it out online. Yeah, you yeah. Buy it. You could pay. I remember doing it. Like, well, uh, what was well, that ghost album? Well, when iTunes first came out, Apple famously like denied the downward spiral from being on iTunes. Why? It, it lasts like 10 days, and then they realized, that's stupid. We'll lose a ton of money. So then they put it on there. Yeah. Yeah. But no, they. I remember like the na- nails come out with like a called like ghosts or something. Yeah, they have a lot and of I good think, albums. And I think it, I paid like five bucks and it was like forty tracks directly from directly him. from his website. Yeah, which hey, it's he gets cool. all the money. You know, he does all the work, so he does do everything. Well, he does everything. everything. Nine Inch Nails is his creative venture. Did you ever see the parody video? <laughs> he actually showed me. This is a Trent Reznor song. Yeah, look it up on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, me and you it. watched it yeah. when we worked. At, yeah. We worked together. Yeah, he showed funny. me the first time. That was and funny. Then, uh, yeah, it's a good one. So <laughs> I, I, I think conclusively, uh, the downward spiral is would would be my top album of '94. Yeah, that's a good one. That was like that was on my list, but I knew I couldn't pick it because it no, was yours. No, someone nails head. Yeah. yeah. What were some of the? Uh, so there was other albums that came out that year. We yeah, there wasn't all of them, but we just got. That was enough. We just do some honorable mentions. So let's qu- do some quick hits. Let's do some honorable mentions before we wrap this up. Uh, Vitology, yeah. Pearl Jam. Yeah. Pearl Jam. What are some? What are some? Uh, songs? Most famous song on that is Better Man. Is my favorite. Yeah, Better Man is good. Better she Man. lies and says she's in love with him. <laughs> hey, uh, ICP had an album. Oh, they my did. God. Ringmaster was Ringmaster, it? buddy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Inner City Posse got the dog beats. ICP. We got, we got the got dog, dog beats. beats. That's my favorite one. Man, oh, man. Inner City Posse got the dog beats. I can't wait to the gathering of Juggalos. That's going to take place. Totally. Matt, we're going this they're, year? They're, Me and you? Uh, they're, inter- <laughs> no? they're international okay. terrorists. You know, you know the right. Juggalos are considered terrorists. terrorists, bro. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Anyway. FBI. What's your next Throwing copper. Live. 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 I almost picked I that over Super it. Unknown. Coming back on, again. I got that Live from Columbia great. House, too. When lightning crashes. Lightning crashes. Uh, what else is there? There's, I uh, alone love you. I alone. I alone. Uh, All sell, over you. Selling the drama. All over you. I Selling the drama. You. White discussion. Yes. Yeah. So good. 
See, all that, there's a lot of good there's songs on that songs album. That. You know what song? Lakini's Juice. It's still one of my favorite live songs. It's not on that album. It's on the next it's one. On the next That's one. Secret, Secret Samadhi. Samadhi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll throw this one out there. Um, it was released, I don't know when, but he died shortly after. It was MTV's Unplugged in New York. Yep. Nirvana. Nirvana. That's like my the favorite. Unplugged, yeah. That's they like covered the Meat Puppets, didn't they? Yeah. They had the Meat Puppets come up on stage with them for a couple songs, too. Dude, one of the j- biggest albums in 1994, man. I'm just going to do a little ditty here. You ready? Yeah. Try to guess Go it, ahead. okay? Madonna. Yeah. Ray of yeah, Light. Correct. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Hootie and the Blowfish, baby. Man, that, that, that thing went nuts. That, that thing Sorry. sold more albums than probably a lot of the freaking ones we had combined. What's funny is I have to fill out a driver's vehicle inspection report every morning. And for the longest time, I cracked this rearview mirror. A tree hit me. And I would write in the comments, I would write in the comments, crack rearview. That was the name of the, yeah, Woody yeah. And the Blowfish yeah. album. I would do that. Okay, raise your hand. No, I know people can't see this, but raise your hand if you've seen Hootie Blowfish in concert. I have not. I have not. You're the only one with their hand. Yeah, I have I seen have that. Not. Dude, I, I seriously. I love that album. I think it's <laughs> it is a good album. Because uh, the dolphins make me cry. cry. What else? Nothing I can do. <laughs> Let her cry. One, when the tears fall down like rain. Let, Let her rain. I actually never bought it. <laughs> and dude, it's because uh, it played twenty four seven on every radio by. station. I always ever. thought it was funny how they thought Darius Rucker's name was Hootie. I yeah, still yeah, call yeah, him Hootie. Yeah. Hootie. Hootie. <laughs> hey, actually, Hootie, where's the blowfish his at? His solo stuff is actually really good. He's a good, like, no, big, he, he's mega a really country good, star. He's a really good musician. Yeah, he is. All right. Next. Next. Yeah, we. Th- the only reason this album was not put into this list is because of the 90s albums. We, we did, had a lot. We had. Like I said, uh, this was a good I year had for talked music. about Purple, STP. Yeah. I, this, it, it's, it was hard for me, too, because it, it is such an influential album, especially this song. Vaseline? Yeah. I was thinking more Big Empty. But Big Empty's really good, too. Can I? We did talk so, about this yeah. album. Like, the, these guys, heroin rock, man. You know, Scott Weiland is one of my favorite front men's, too. Yeah, like so cool. Chris Cornell, his his Scott Weiland solo album. Go back and listen to that. 12 Bar Blues. It's something. This riff. Right there. Um, Leading from STP, I'm going to... Do a two for one here, but the first one has an STP song, Big Empty, on it. It's a soundtrack. The Crow. The Crow. The Crow. And that was a huge soundtrack. Nice nails, too. Yep. And I love that nail song on there. Um, the other soundtrack that was huge that I remember was the Pulp Fiction soundtrack. Was that 94? Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. No shit. I got shit. another soundtrack for you. What's that? Mortal Kombat, the album. Mortal Kombat. Get over here. Fatality. Victory. Yes. Yeah, dude, that album came out in 94. I would go I would go with the cranberries. That, uh, no zombie, need to argue right? was the album. Did that have dreams? Zombie. Was that the? Was that with uh, it, dreams? That had dreams on it. Yeah. I, I don't know if song. it had dreams on it. I know it definitely had zombie on Did it. Did it have linger on it? That's yes, song. linger was on it. Yep. 
Okay, raise your hand if you've seen the Cranberries in concert. I have not. I wish I did. <laughs> did you really? Have, they opened up, uh, Collective Soul opened up for Cranberries when I went and saw them. Really? Yeah, it was at the Tinley Park. That's a That would be a badass show. It was show. like in 97 or 98. No shit. It was awesome. Cran- that chick can wail. Dude, dude. I remember Zombie She was, can wail. Yeah. She can't. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. She dead? Yeah, yeah, she died like she two died. years ago. Yeah. yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. She just dropped dead, this man. They were in the middle of a tour, I think. They were. They were. Yeah. Oh, they were going to release a new album. Yeah, they were releasing like a new album. Yeah. Something like that. They were that. recording a new album and she wow. just died. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah, she it was, was like 48 or. She wasn't that old at yeah. all. I'm shocked. Yeah. Messed up, man. Huey, what's your next honorable? I said cranberries. He did. Oh. It's your turn. <laughs> yeah. Columbine. So. That's a good one. Touche. So speaking of Johnny Cash. His first American recordings came out. Oh, that's right. That's right. It did. Yes. One. I forgot about that. Yep. Yes. Oh, uh, we're on the trend of dead people. How about Tom Petty? Oh, Wild man. Flowers. That was a good album. Yeah, Last Dance with Mary Jane. What, that wasn't on this one. No, was it? Uh, you don't know how it is. You don't know how it is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So let me get to the point. I'm going to throw some out Let's here. Roll. Okay. Another now. Another joint. <laughs> I'm going to throw some out here. Uh, TLC, Crazy, Sexy, uh, Cool was, on was my massive. List it was a massive album, man. You can't go chasing waterflows. No, you falls. cannot. Or waterflows. 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 Water I seen a rainbow yesterday. Too many storms have come and gone, leaving a trace of not one god given ray. I say my life is ten shades of gray. I see all ten shades <laughs> okay. of gray. Okay. Oh, <laughs> that was it. Okay. All right. I can't do any more. Um, <laughs> she also set Andre Risen's house on fire this year. She burned that shit down. She burned it down. Was so it Lisa good. Left Eye Lopez? Yeah, she yeah, was the she crazy it. part of Crazy Sexy Cool. Triple L. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Toadies and Rubberneck. Yeah. Rubberneck's a good album. Yeah. Possum Kingdom. Yep. Tyler. Tyler. Tyler's Tyler. that song. That's a very creepy song. Uh, it is an album that I wasn't I didn't listen to all the way through it I should have gotten back to it but uh Rancid Let's Go oh yeah the first, yeah. Track, the first track is uh Radio and that is a great song uh that never fell in love till I fell in love with you I didn't get into them until their next album I'll come the wolves I'll come the wolves yeah I remember that and that's the one with Ruby Soho and shit yeah. on it but not Let's Go but Let's no. Go's still pretty good I would have to say um Jar of Flies by Alice in Chains Oh, yeah. Had no excuses. I stay away. Um, don't follow. No, no. I don't think Rooster was, that was on that. Yeah, that was dirt. But this is a really good album from Allison James. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, Bex made his debut. Mellow Gold. With Mellow Gold. I'm a loser, baby. Yep. I love so that. So why don't you kill me? Uh, the first album, I, the first CD I ever had was bought for me by my parents. It was The Eagles' Hell Freezes Over. That was when the Eagles got back together. Yes. That was a huge album. That big man. live show. Huge. Yeah, I love that album. That is a really That was a live, live album. slash studio album. Yep. It had studio songs on it too, mm-hmm. but it had live the live songs also. Man. It was I, good. I forgot that even. Big that long even intro around. for Hotel California. The song's yeah. like seven and a half minutes long. That song deserves a big intro like that. It does. It's a good buildup. Weird weirdly enough, this uh this album came out right after Kurt Cobain killed himself, and it was Courtney Love's whole live through this album. Yep. I don't like that. You know what? I thought that album was good. I've seen them in concert, too. I thought that album <laughs> was really good. It, like, it's it's just good rock throughout, throughout you know, the whole way through it. And now, later on, she got really fucking weird. She got really yeah. weird. But I think this album was, like, she was legitimately she good. Money. Their band was good, man. 
I remember Hole. You know? They had a couple of good songs. Yeah. I'm going to throw out some uh, rap with Nas. Nas. Nas, yeah. Totally. He was on the He was on the last Beastie Boys album. I remember that album. Oh, yeah. Uh, too Many Rappers. Yep. I love that song. Yep. Uh, how about um, Weird Al actually came no. out. No. He had to come out with a box set. The oh, yeah. second CD I ever had, for some reason, was like volume three of the Weird Al box set. It was called Permanent Record. Uh, but, um, yeah, it was basically everything Weird Al had come up with. Any hit that he had in the last, like, 15 years he had put out in this box set. It was a part of a studio thing that he had to put something out. He didn't want to, and he did this. <laughs> so he put out this Greatest Hits thing, a permanent record. It was the second CD I ever owned. Nice. Yep. I like Weird Al. Me too. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I have that much left. I got a couple more. I'm kind of looking through my list here, and some of them not. I mean, Oasis was good. Definitely, maybe. That was a that was not the album I thought it was. I thought it was What's the Story, Morning Glory. No, no What's the Story, later. Morning Glory was later. But that album, they actually, uh, they, I don't think people don't give that album it. enough credit. I don't it, it's a good listen. I don't remember it. No, I don't either. How about this? Uh, All for One. Brian Adams and uh, no, 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 all no. for one, all for the one. R&B group. And I swear, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 by the moon and you the just stars to sing that song. in the sky, well, I'll be there. They had that guy that looked like George Michael, but wasn't George Michael. <laughs> I got an album. <laughs> and I swear, I got an album that came out. Number two called Boys Jerky Boys Two. Remember Jerky <laughs> Boys? Oh, I remember <laughs> that. that. Came out in '94. Yeah, Boys to Men had an album. They did have an album. Uh, you know who else made a debut? Warren G. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't the one I was going to say, though. Uh, Notorious B.I.G. with Ready to Die. Oh, oh, really? I love it when you call me Big Papa. Uh, Warren G., yeah. G4 Guerra. That was yep. Regulators. That was, uh, uh, what was the This DJ. That was a good album, man. Uh, how about um, Bad Religion? Actually, did have an album that year. You were talking about all the punk music that was coming out. Yeah. Bad Religion, Stranger Than Fiction. Uh, it wasn't an album I'm particularly familiar with. That's why I didn't have one on my list. But uh, Bad Religion's a really great last band. one. On forever. Last one I got is uh, Voodoo Lounge by the Rolling Stones. How about uh, Dave Matthews Band Under the Dude, Table and Dreaming? That's their debut as well. That's their debut. See, yep. nineteen ninety really? four, man. Yep. I'm telling you, a lot. Went down. What would you say? Oh, I just looked this up. But let's see, 1994 was. Put my shit in the Chicago River. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I just looked this up, and it, and it's not it's not a huge album, but it did bring in Corn to the uh, Corn's kind of debut. The, yeah. Well, no, they they had a album earlier than that called oh, Niedermeyer's Mind, but in '94 they came out with the self-titled Corn Corn album, right? That I was mean, like their yeah. I remember first. listening. I remember listening to it. I don't remember anything like really that stuck with Does it. That got Adidas on there. No, I think that's the next one in '96. Uh, my favorite Rollins band album, Wait, came out too, and that's the one with Liar, Disconnect. He's on this uh, Crow soundtrack. With his, his Instagram is hilarious. Uh, Henry Rollins is awesome, and uh, he should just be in more things. I like watching him. Uh, he had a show on the History Channel. It was really fun. I don't remember He's the name awesome. of it, but uh, it was just like just awesome stuff. 
Like, uh, and that album is is really badass. And Disconnect is one of my like favorite Rollins band that, songs. And of course, it's got Liar. Yeah, I was going to ask if it had yeah, Liar. Because I'm a liar. Again, Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, yeah another yeah, the intro. Butthead. Yeah, and uh, starts with Beavis and Butthead, uh, and it ends with Beavis and Butthead. Do you remember who Jamie Walters is? No. No? No. How about this? How about if I do this? Yes. Is it California Dreams? How do you talk oh my God to damn an it. angel? God damn it. I hate this song. How do you hold it close for where you oh, are? Do you remember when I was on? Stop him. 90210. Stop him. I beat Taurus spelling up. Um, Jamie Walters had an album. Uh, from it wasn't that. Uh, you that want to put a tent on the circus? Is that what you're trying to do? Yeah, trying to wrap I, me up? I, I see. How we topped right. that off. That was brutal. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. He had an album. No, that's fine. <laughs> it's leave so it in. brutal. He had an album. I gotta leave it in. He had an brutal. album. I'm sick. Uh, yeah, disgusting. You can go to uh, Facebook. You can look up Bo Chewy. Uh, you can join our Facebook group. Uh, it's Bo. Ch- you messed it up. It you had a string of Bo going Chewy on there, Clubhouse man. Clubhouse for Bo Chewers. Bo Chewy Clubhouse for Bo Chewers. Uh, you can ask to join that. We have a lot of fun in there. Uh, you can go to Instagram, the real Bo Chewy, the oh. real Bo Chewy podcast. Yeah, that's the follow us there. <laughs> My mind went blank. It's okay. You can follow us on Twitter at Bo Chewy. You can email us bochewy at gmail dot com. You can go to bochewy dot com. That's our website. We yeah, own that for the next two years. Yep. Minimum. We got stuff going up there at minimum. Uh, of course, you can find us in any podcatcher. You, you, you're already Podcatchers. listening, so just just type us in. Tell a friend, write, rate, review us on whatever you're using. It helps us out. It helps us get it out, get us out there. I'm deliberately trying to use the F word less after the last bonus chewy. <laughs> I think that was the, I used the F word. Yeah, I didn't. The, I didn't. You know, I didn't catch yeah. that. Yeah, it's because you're used to being around me, but yeah. uh, I, I used it so much that it, it, it was like, oh gosh. Uh, so My children were crying. Uh, well, I deliberately try to make your children cry. Um, he hit them. The you know way. what I mean? Oh. Get in touch with us. Let us know what you think. Uh, tell a friend. Get us out there. It helps. Uh, and I have been Chuck. And I am Huey. And I'm Bob. Thanks for listening. Boat Chewy. Hey, Huey, how do you feel about the audience? Well, the audience, they're a fucking piece of shit. Oh, Joey, podcast show?